1: Welcome to Saints History, told and experienced the way God intended it, with excessive amounts of alcohol and cursing. The booze is probably bourbon because... Their alcohols are for rich women on diets. Now, here's your Drunk Saints History host,
0: who is... Bombed out of his gorge. All right, welcome to Saints Drunk History. It's the last one of the year. It's December. We're doing... The 1983 Saints, we're doing part two with my boy, Mike Mills. Booking the territory. Go there. It's the best wrestling podcast. It's old school. It's like TB. It's like, Mike, quickly explain it to the people what you do because you can do it better than I will. (laughs)
1: It's a Saturday night on TBS from the 80s. You know, the old channel 17. If you had cable Cox cable back in the day, if you were in New Orleans or wherever you were, if you had uh, channel 17 TBS, it's NWA Saturday night on TBS. All the great promos were Ric Flair and the horsemen. Just a, a wild time, myself, my uh, two co-hosts, Hard Body Hopper, Doc Turner. We're just three dudes sitting at a bar, literally drinking and talking about what we watched in wrestling that <laughs> week and having a good time and cursing and making terrible jokes. Uh, they call us the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast because it is very unprofessional. So you have been hey, warned when you it, come and it, listen.
0: Hey, it might be unprofessional, but if you search wrestling podcasts on iTunes, it's in the fucking top 25. That's all I know. So That sure is. <laughs> It is. So So the Saints at this point in 1983, they are 5 and 3. New Orleans is fucking giddy. And you look around and people are feeling good about it. So they start the second half of the year, they go to Buffalo and it's just uh it's just another one score game, but this was a game. Saints got to kind of got to put them on. They got it they got to put on them, you know because the buffalo the bu- this buffalo team was uh they were they were only 8 and 8 but they they had been they were team mike in the early 80s they didn't win any uh playoff games or go deep but they they were good you know like this was before they got bad they- in the mid 80s you know yeah they, they were they were a solid
1: team at this point. They weren't great. They they were average. I say solid. I should say average. But, you know, the Saints are up there. They're playing in cold weather. They're they're they're, you know, it's like in the 30s during this game. They're a dome team, although back then yeah. nobody talked about shit like that. Uh but they they were away from home and uh, they got to put on them. Yeah, they they did. I mean, it I ends mean, up being a 6-point game, but they were down 20 uh, you know, in the first half. They were down
0: 20 to nothing you know, at 20-7 to at the half. Uh, John Tice caught a touchdown. Hobie Brenner, Ty Young. Uh, Kenny Stabler got got dinged in this game or pulled. Because Baum was just not, he just was yanking them back and forth, man, at this point. And uh, Dave Wilson went 19-31. Dave Wilson at this point, the Saints had spent a number one pick on him. And he wasn't quite locked in as the, the backup quarterback that, we knew him in the late 80s. He was still kind of like, he might be the guy. Um, and he threw the ball all over. Granted, it was all catch up yards. Uh, but it was 27 21. Um, Saints turned the ball over three times. Buffalo didn't. That's it, you know? Um, the thing in this game, man, George Rogers is still rolling. Like, 21 for 114. Like, George Rogers, before he, he got messed up in drugs and stuff, he was fucking good, Mike. Mike. You know, he's like Oh, he was, he was a truck. You know, he was a truck. A, I mean, he, he, he was
1: a truck. You know, it's funny. Uh, you talk about George Rogers. So one, I interviewed uh, one of his teammates uh, from South Carolina on my show years ago. Uh, Del yeah. Wilkes, he was his, he was the Patriot. Uh, he was pro wrestling. But uh, we were talking about George Rogers. He was like, he said, like, man, George had some demons, but he was one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. He was a he was a lineman. He played with George Rogers. Uh, he was he was on the same team as him. So yeah. anyway, uh, Rogers was a, Rogers was. Was just a damn good running back. Uh, there's no other way to say it. I mean, he was a hell of a draft pick. He was just a damn good running back. He was twenty. He had 21 carries, 114 yards. His long was only 18. So I mean, he, he it wasn't like he he ripped a, a super long one off to get to 114. So he, he had a yeah, good decent game. The the Saints what killed him in that game? You said it was the turnovers.
0: Yeah. So they're five and four. The thing about the Saints, the 83 team. I mean, they just man, they had a lot of heartache, but they just like kept grinding it. You know. You know, so they they the next week they uh they they come home and they play Atlanta. You know, the Saints are five and four, Atlanta's four and five. So this is one of this is kind of like a, a a one of those things in wrestling that you would like, Mike. This is kind of like a loser leaves town match. You know, because if you if the Saints get to six and four, they're really in the playoff hunt. And if Atlanta can get to five and five, then they're kind of done. So this is like a loser leaves town match, kinda right? Uh, yeah just about because I mean you're you're pretty much at this
1: stage of the game getting to where it's ride or die, and the thing was, remember this is the time when you only had the three divisions that went to the playoffs in one wild card, so two yeah, wild cards. Drops a, two, two uh, that's you're right, I'm sorry, you're right but so Atlanta, when Atlanta loses here. You're you you do not have that extra spot we now have that's floating around, if that makes sense. So yeah, you, you know you didn't have the six, so yeah. you
0: really had to get it. So this was in the yeah. this is in this is in the dome and the Saints they fell behind ten nothing, but they came on like game busters. Wayne Wilson, seven yard touchdown, uh a five yard touchdown. Hoagie Gajon, Tyrone Young. This Dave Wilson's playing 'cause cause Stabler's banged up. Uh Hoagie Gajon, eleven yard rush. Uh so the Saints win twenty 27 to 10 and um you know it was just a just a good a good home win against a team that's kind of similar to you um let's give it up for Hokey Gajon 8 for 43 two touchdowns and he caught two for 31 like before Gajon blew out his knee he was really really good fullback like Hokey Gajon nowadays would kill it because he could catch he was really like for like Sean Payton, Hokey Gajon would play fullback and catch forty-five balls and probably be the Pro Bowl fullback. Like, and I'm not just saying that because we loved Hokey. Like, Hokey was really good before he wrecked his knee.
1: And now, and, and that was back to Ralph when teams used fullbacks a yeah. lot differently than they obviously do now. But in a Sean Payton offense, he'd find ways to use Hokey. But Hokey, Hokey was a uh, Hokey was a bruiser, man. He was a, he was a He stuck his nose in there, and he got those tough yards, man. Good, good, hell
0: hell of a fullback. Defense forced three turnovers, five sacks. I mean, this this defense, like, like, and and it was bomb. And it was it was a young, young, young and thin Wade Phillips who would wear a jacket on the sideline with patches. Like it was just like you know, like, and Wade Phillips, like, you can knock him as a head coach. That dude knows defense, and he knew it. He knows it now. He knew it in nineteen eighty three. Like you know. Like this he was always might-
1: he was always a good defensive coordinator. Uh, uh, head yeah. coach, eh? Defense, give him to make him a coordinator.
0: Yeah. So they're six and four, and they go out there. You know, there's there are some things
1: that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables.
0: Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Six and four and uh, San Francisco six and four. So this is like a battle for first, which for the Saints to be battling for first, and it's the middle of November. This is like heaven on earth for Saints fans. We cannot stress this enough that this is like
1: huge
0: thing, so you know, it was the CBS game of the week. Uh, it was a yeah. huge, huge deal. It was out of Candlestick, uh, and Mike, tell the people what happened. Oh, the Saints got dump trucked.
1: <laughs> Thank God. Let, let me let me say this: the, each team, each team had. Each team had three turnovers apiece, but the Saints had 129 yards of total offense. Sam Fran had 397.
0: How many times did How many times did Dave Wilson get sacked? <laughs> Dave Wilson got sacked nine freaking
1: times. No wonder that dude was always hurt. That's he was broken half. in half. That's about a half. That's about a half a season's worth of Saints sacks right now. I mean, Jesus, he got sacked nine times.
0: Eight. I saw I found this game on like a like a weird movie website. I'm not going to put the link because it probably has virused up my computer in ways that are horribly. It's probably I probably would have been better off like watching animal porn than where I found this 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 game. But dude, Dave Wilson took I mean, he got sacked 9 times. But he took a fucking – he threw 29 times. He probably got hit on 25. It was – he got his ass beat down.
1: Go back to what we said in part one. Back then, quarterbacks got powerbombed. They got suplexed. Yep. <laughs> they got the, – the Randy Savage elbow dropped off him off the top rope. There was no easy sacks back then. So if he got actually physically sacked nine times, he got beat to shit nine times yes, And like you said he threw 29 Passes I'm gonna bet on about 15 of those 29 of the Ones he didn't get sacked he got Blasted as he Went yeah.
0: down funny thing Weird stat about this game Is the Saints got shut out But they wouldn't get Shut out again uh, Until uh, ninety seven. Uh, no, it's not right, Ralph. What's <laughs> they that? They got
1: shut out. Three week, they got shut out three weeks later.
0: Well, no, they. That, um, you're right. I'm thinking. Why am I thinking that? But they. This. That's what I meant. I had my. I'm, that's how you know I'm drinking <laughs> yeah. a lot, Mike. I had my little card that I made today. <laughs> like, wait. And I, I had my statistic. I'll save it then. I'll save the I'll save my shutout statistic. I'm drinking too much. Bud Light is getting to me on a Friday. So the Saints are six and five. And then they host the Jets on Monday night, Mike. People can see this on the YouTube's. Yeah, but should we should we tell them to Because it's a, it's kind of horrible. It, <laughs> I I
1: mean, look, dude, this was this was thirty five years ago, and I don't know if I want.
0: <laughs> I'm not trying to relive this shit. I mean, it's bad. The Saints, a Monday night game at home. Which, Monday Night Football, now it's sort of watered down because they have Monday Night Football and Sunday Night and Thursday Night. Like, Monday Night Football in the 80s, dude, it was fucking it. When you looked at the schedule, oh, yeah. like, we're on Monday Night Football, it was like fucking yes. Like, so let's, yeah
1: let, yeah, yeah, let me stop you because people need to understand this. Right now, you got Sunday Night, you got Thursday Night, you got Monday Night. And even with the Sunday Night... Even though every team plays eventually on Thursday night the way they got to sit up. On Sunday night, there's also flex scheduling. So you may not have a Sunday night game at the beginning of the year that you get flexed into. Well, back then, all you had was one game a week ever for primetime, Monday night. So like when the schedule came out every year, I don't know if you were like me, but I would always look to go – ooh, 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 are the Saints on Monday yeah. Night Football, because they never were on Monday Night Football. Ralph, they literally, we're talking about this right now, but it was like a rarity for them to be on Monday Night Football because they
0: fucking sucked, I mean, yeah, to be and, frank. And the thing is, they didn't have the rules back then where, like, every team had to be on a primetime game and, and the, the NFL tried to even them out and, like, shove a bad game in there every once in a while. Like, ABC was, like... We want the best fucking games, and they pick. You know, they would. They had clunkers because you could never tell. But I mean, they put the Saints and the Jets on, and it's a Monday night game, and the Saints come out, and middle of the third quarter, George Rogers scores, and they're up twenty eight to fourteen on the Jets. Uh, and you're like, hey. They're gonna hold it down. Richard Todd was the Jet quarterback. Who, oh by the way, would eventually be a Saint quarterback. Ken Stabler was back. He was twelve and nineteen. He had a touchdown and a pick. He got sacked twice. But the Saints just like bum did his like bum Phillips type activities, or like he didn't want to throw the ball. Which, <laughs> like, if he probably had like the Dallas game scarred into his brain. You know? And he's like, I don't want to yeah. throw. But, like, the Saints, like, had, like, multiple position, possessions where they they just, like, couldn't get a first down to, like, run clock, you know?
1: This was pathetic. Up 28-14, and then the fourth quarter happens.
0: Yeah. just The Jets just hit a pass tr- to make it 28-24. 20, and uh, then with, like, a minute and something to go, the Saints punt and dude for the jets springs his name is literally is springs he goes 76 yards for a punt return but if you watch the game and i'm a i hate myself so i watched this game dude he busted he almost busted a bunch of them like you could it's you know sometimes times you can see those games that are like coming right you're like oh my god the special teams this is going to be a fucking disaster and like you could see it all game long like it was just a matter of like when the the bad punt return was going to happen.
1: And it finally happened. Now let me remind (laughs) you something, Ralph. (laughs) Let me remind you something. So remember, let's go back to game two against the Rams game two against the Rams. They lose it by three late game four against Dallas. They blow a one point lead on a safety game. Number 14. I'm sorry. Game number 12 against jets. They lose by three on a punt return. Now, they've blown three games at this point. All they needed was one more win for the playoffs, but they've blown three. So so they're starting to stack up. Yeah, I and just, these just aren't like that
0: flip game. these were games where the Saints had mult. the Saints had ten point leads. Mult. you know, except for the yeah. Dallas game. But the Dallas game, if they don't have the field goal block, they'd have been up ten, you know? So like these are like heartbreaking losses. But again, the Saints, you're like, Oh, they're six and six uh they'll just roll over and die that's what the saints do but uh on a short week they're in the dome they play minnesota who oh by the way was 6 and 6-2 six another another loser leaves town match and the saints fight their ass off and uh <laughs> uh you know in the fourth quarter, they, they they go up. Wayne Wilson scores, and it's 17-13. Vikings kick a field goal, but the Saints held the Minnesota. You can go to YouTube. You can watch this game. Uh, you know, the Saints... They held on, Mike. They held on. Sixteen, seventeen, sixteen. I mean, if you this game is is it, it's like a it's like a time capsule, nineteen eighty three game. Like if, if you were gonna watch this game, you're gonna be like, oh my god, look at this offense. I can't, I can't. What they're not running motion. What are they doing? You know.
1: It, it, it dude. It, it's, 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 it's painful. It's a, <laughs> it's pain. I mean, and the thing, the thing about it was the Saints had five turnovers. They turned the ball over five times, and they still and won. They won. The and they won. They were a fucking dude. They took five times and they won a game. Freaking Ken Stabler, thirteen to twenty-two for one hundred and seventy-one yards, three interceptions.
0: He's cooked. He's he got hurt. He's cooked. At this point, he is fucking cooked. He's, he's oh, he's, well, you, he's when You
1: a- watch him. Like we're joking about this, but when you watch him in some of these games, and like the way he's kind of scrambling, he he literally almost looks like my drunk uncle out there trying to play like football on Thanksgiving Turkey Bowl. Like like yeah. he's that's why he looks, dude. He looks like you've he's just had a a 12 pack and he's out there trying to because he just look he just looks beat beat the hell man.
0: Yeah. And he's I mean like they're awful and and uh but that you know they again they they had five tournaments but they win and they're seven and six and um then a game that I could not find. On the YouTubes, but I desperately, desperately, desperately wanted to find this game. I want to find this game, Mike, and I want to have, like, a watch party where, like, our patrons can... We can rent out a theater and we can watch this game because it's so... The box score of it is so fucking terrible. I want to see it. It's like it's like a horror film of Offense. Tell the people what this is when they went to New England on December Okay, 4th.
1: so <laughs> I... The thing about this year that sticks in my mind more than anything, I specifically remember watching this game against New England and the next game against Philly because they were away games. And I did not watch the last one, but I heard it on the radio. But with the New England game, I remember this. I remember being at home. I remember watching it at noon, December 4th, literally when the game comes on, I've I've I couldn't find the, the video, like you said, but I remember the snow coming down. I remember the being a snow-covered field in New England. Um, New New England at, that year, uh, at that point, was seven and se- uh, seven wins. Also, so it's like, all right, it, it, you think they it's were an six evenly and seven. Saints
0: were seven and six. Yep. Yeah.
1: Six and seven. That's right. Uh, they end up being seven and seven after the game. So you're like, all right, well, maybe they got a, ch- Maybe they got a chance. You know, I mean, it's it's e- evenly matched team. Let's see what happens. And I just remember it being like the worst game to watch from a spectator point of view ever. It, it literally was just just freaking um it was it was just hard to watch man i think the new england team punted 5 times um
0: and the saints punted 5 times as well <laughs> here's the here's the best here's here's the best part new england ran back a kickoff i have this box score i don't know if i can right. say that i was going to say the, that That's right new england ran the opening kickoff back uh 83 yards they ended it on a three-yard drive, uh, or ninety whatever yards. Tony Collins scored a three-yard touchdown in the first quarter after the opening kickoff. It was seven to nothing. There would be no more scoring in this game. Yep. The entire That's way. It was the most Boring game ever.
1: <laughs> Imagine if that happened in two thousand and eighteen, where the New England kick, Mike. New, yeah, New com- England. They completed. This is New England before
0: Tom Brady days. <laughs> <laughs> New England completed three fucking passes in the game. They had 30 yards. They completed one of the passes on the first drive. They completed two passes the rest of the game. Fucking three of ten for 30 yards. That was Tony Eason. He got sacked. Twice his rating was 39.6, and they won the game. The Saints had 280 yards of offense, but turned the ball over three times. I mean, like, um, they ran the ball 34 times. You know, the Saints like they moved the ball. They just they 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 kept gagging it up, and you know, to in a bad weather game to run for 161 yards, although New England ran for 191. Like, this game was so – it's so – fuck, it was – it was so boring. Like, like it – Oh, I watched
1: you... it. It was terrible. It was hard to watch. Because, it, like, the other part of it, too, is, again, they're in playoff contention, and you're watching them go up here, and you're like, it's going to be a cold-weather game. And this is when I was a kid, started to think to myself – Oh, man, they're, they're going to go play in cold weather. Like I started thinking of that in yeah. my mind. I finally was like, oh, here comes the cold weather. And, and if you look the box score up in the game info about this, it'll tell you it was 34 degrees and the wind was 20 miles an hour, but there was a wind chill of 22. I know it's saying 34 degrees, but I distinctly remember when this game came on TV, there was snow on the ground in New England. And this is back when they played on that old hard ass AstroTurf too. Oh, so it was like a goddamn skating rink out there for these yeah. guys on that damn old astro turf so this this game was just terrible the over under was 35.5 they never got close to that crap seven nothing most boring this is probably you know we talk about boring games and and terrible games to watch i i I, the more i think about it this was the worst football game i ever watched in my life
0: yeah so the saints at this point they're seven and seven but they're hanging on and and I I distinctly remember the newscast. They're like, they're behind San Francisco, but they, you know, what are you getting at the end of the year? You do all the tiebreaker for And I remember, I think it was Jim Henderson, he's like, they control their own destiny. They win the last two, and they're in. And you're like, yes, they're going to go to uh, the the crappy weather of Philadelphia, but... Um. Uh, they Philadelphia is terrible and they get the Rams at home. Like they can, they can do this. We think so. Um, let me tell you, let
1: me, let me remind you. I, I specifically remember right before this game on the NFL today on CBS, because back then the NFC was on CBS. A lot of people might not realize that. I remember either on that show or somewhere else during the week saying them saying, Hey, Look, they can, like you said, they control their own destiny. All they got to do is win the next two, and they're in. And like you said, they go to Philly, yeah. and Philly's not a good team. They've only got five wins at this point, five and nine. Let's see what happens.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, the Saints they go to Philly and uh, they win. They win twenty to seventeen. It's and the thing is though, dude, this is like Morton Anderson. 50-yard field goal in overtime, in the fucking cold, with 10-mile-an-hour wind, 75% humidity, wind chill 31, he fucking bangs home a 50-yard field goal on that shitty veteran stadium turf that literally would end dude's careers.
1: Yes, that was a shitty field. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh Jesus.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a shitty field, dude. They didn't gain yeah. a lot of yards either, they only had 283 total yards in that game. Yeah. But uh yeah.
0: you know, I remember this.
1: Uh, I remember this game well. I was at my dad's house watching this game and I remember when Morton made the field goal and my dad was like, "All right, we got the Rams at home next week, man. They can do this. They I love,
0: can do this." I, I've got the uh, I've got the Wayne Mac Hootat history uh, book, and I love this I love this quote. In Philadelphia, Morton Anderson kicked a 50 yard field goal in the swirling wind with 9:30 remaining in overtime to win the game. Uh, uh, the Saints had a, a snapper, a I'll, I'll his name, Mike, because that's what I do. Pitzerak, Jim Pitzerak is the best snapper in the league. He sent a perfect spiral to Guido Merkins, who was the Saints holder. He, You know what he told Mort- Morton right before the kick? He said, make the damn thing. I'm cold. And Morton <laughs> bangs it through. And the Saints are 8-7. and seven, And it's like 8-7. and seven. Rams are 8-7. and seven. Uh, It's December 18th. It's 1 o'clock. Winner. Gets in the playoffs. It's the biggest game in fucking Saints history. And this is back when um, the touchdown club was like a big thing for the Saints. And the Saints coach would like go to the touchdown club like every week. You know, and they'd have the luncheon. And it was like – it's not – it's not a big deal now because back then I guess coaches didn't make as much money so the touchdown club would give the, the coach a couple bucks and you know the coaches had their own TV shows right it was a big deal because the co- you know the coaches and players didn't make as much so you wanted an outside income now Sean Payton makes nine million dollars he's not doing a fucking radio show he's not going to the touchdown <laughs> club for, for 1500 bucks on a Tuesday right?
1: Yeah, either, but, I mean, even remember when Mora had his own show, like late, like in the uh once once he came in, there was a Jim Mora show. It used to come on before like Monday Night Football. Like you know, back then those coaches yeah. were trying to make you know additional income, even Mora back then. But you're right, man. Sean Peyton ain't fucking doing nothing, man. He's making nine million a year. What the fuck's he gonna do? Do some yeah. do
0: some shit like so, that for? So, so, so Bum's at the yeah, award different, different ceremony time. for the Touchdown Club at the end of the year. He's like. Telling the people, they like, we're gonna kick some ass this week. Like, it's just great. Like I, like, I like, like, I know football's better and all that, but and the Sunday ticket and all. But man, '80s football, like, people were, like bomb was just great, and that's why, like, I love Sean Payton because he still does a little of that. Like, I love the teams that talk the shit and just. You know, they do their thing, Mike. And I love Sean,
1: it. Dude, like people don't realize it too. I think you've said this a bunch of times on on the show. Sean Payton's an asshole. He's a he's a douchebag. But but he's our you know he, he's, he's our douchebag he's, baby. Yeah, he's our douchebag. So we like his 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 humor and the way he kind of you know acts stupid and and the way he does certain things. We love it because and we, we, we love when he we love when he sticks it to the other team. But you know, being honest, man, that's Sean Payton. But it's all good. It's entertaining. So I, I, I'm good with it. But it, it was a different time. Eighties, it's eighties football was totally different. It, we got it good now, but man, you know, because we don't have to listen on the radio no more. But eighties football had some had some stuff to it, man. It was it was grit. You see, I didn't talk about this this whole time. You ever, Ralph? When you were watching these games played in the Superdome, do you see these guys playing on that hard AstroTurf? They got the freaking elbow pads from oh from the middle God. of the. Up there, up there, freaking up there, up to their shoulder because they're protecting themselves against that hard turf. They actually literally wore pads in their pants back then because they were getting so beat to shit on those ridiculously hard feels.
0: I mean, oh, it was yeah. just a time, oh, man. Like, like the, the wide it- receivers, most of them would wear these big hip pads that would pop out the side of the uniform.
1: They had to, or they freaking Be- breaking because it, and-
0: you you needed it because it was so hard. I remember when I was a kid and I went to the dome, and I got to to run around on the on the field, and uh, I was like, "Oh my god, this is like awful!" Like you see it on TV and you don't realize. And I was like ten, eleven. I was like. This is fucking terrible. I cannot imagine doing this 16 weeks a year. Like Never. people don't realize like football in the 80s was like it was, it was like kill the quarterback, like take a shot of the pain, the stadiums were shitty, like it was not. Uh, I mean it's it's still physical and not as glamorous, but man, them 80s football players put up with a lot. Dude, that freaking turf was ridiculous. I didn't mean to get a sidetrack. I know we no. gotta talk about the debacle That's against what people the Rams want. They here, want the side, they want turf. the side—they want the sidetracks. So, dude, that—that that was just stupid. Like, uh, whoever thought AstroTurf was a good
1: idea? I—I I mean, we want to talk about all these head injuries that football players got in the '80s. Yeah, they did some reckless shit hitting each other. Man, I want to know what 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 percentage of that was from banging their heads
0: against that goddamn turf? Yeah.
1: But anyway, so okay.
0: <laughs> So this game, man, the Saints going in, it's 70,000, just like, the, the if you can find it on the YouTube, they used to have the second half, of it. like, the, like you can, just, even the old, crappy TV quality, like, you can just feel it coming through on the YouTube when I would watch it, and it's just, the crowd is just fucking bananas, right? Because it's a playoff game, basically, right? It was not. And, nuts. uh the saints come out and this is a game like bomb is like alternating back and forth between ken stabler and dave Davis. wilson jesus christ but um you know uh he hit jeff ken stabler hits jeff groth they i found a radio clip larry matson was the play by play guy for the saints back then while well, and the saints went on a great first drive to start they're up 7 nothing and they got all the momentum Stabler gets fucking sacked in the end zone. Um, and the Saints are up 7-2, to two, but I cannot express enough. Like, this crowd is fucking bananas. And the Saints' defense, led by Ricky Jackson, is just fucking killing the Rams. Like, they only sacked Ver- Ferragamo two times, but they were shutting them down. Like, the Rams were only 15-31 to 31 for 175. And the Saints are just, like, in complete control. But then Henry Ellard, he might be a Saints killer Hall of Famer, Mike, for old school Saints fans. Yeah, he was. He, it was him first, and then
1: Flipper Anderson later on. Yeah. But Henry Ellard, Henry Ellard was was a beast against the Saints. He he would, in this game was, God, this game he starts yeah. it off with the punt return. He sets uh, it up with the
0: punt return. They're they're up nine 7 Third quarter. Uh. Saints uh, throw a pick, and it's returned for a touchdown. Johnny Johnson, Mike Lansford kick, 16-7. That's the Kenny Stabler. Dave Wilson comes in, leads a drive. He gets a one-yard rush. It's 16-14 Rams. Then in the fourth quarter, Morton Anderson kicks a field goal at 17-16. And the Saints... They're just fucking dominating the Rams. on Like, the Rams are not doing shit. They're getting first down here every now and then. But the Rams, I mean, they only had uh, a fucking 238 yards of offense and uh, 78 yards rushing, which for the Rams back then with Eric Dickerson, to hold him to 19 rushes for 80 yards, like, you said that before the game. Bone be like, we're going to the playoffs, baby. Like, you know – like that's let how they stopped the Rams back then.
1: Let me let me say this before you say what happens too. The Rams, with the exception of extra points and a field goal, did not score on offense. They did not. But Ralph, how many <laughs> touchdowns did they score in the game? Now keep in they mind score. they didn't score one touchdown on offense. How many touchdowns did they score in a they game?
0: They scored three because they have another one coming. Nolan Cromwell intercepted uh, st- they, one interception from Stabler, one interception from Wilson. They each got one return for a touchdown. Uh, Crom- Cromwell, not the uh, famous good from England, Oliver, no- Nolan, he returns it 43 yards. No- Mike Lansford kicked 23-17, but the Saints – they fight back, they fumble going in, but Steve Court recovers it. It's 24-23. Now, Mike, have you have you did you manage to find this game on video? No, but I, I was I remember listening to this shit as a kid on the radio.
1: And yeah. I was like, oh, they're gonna go to the playoffs, they're gonna go to the playoffs, and my mom was right there. So they're gonna go to the playoffs
0: and fuck. Well here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> they're at the end of the game, they got the ball. And they got the ball at the Ram 37. And it's fourth and one. Mm -hmm. And your bum, Phillips, what do you do? It's fourth and one. You can trot Morton Anderson out and have him kick a 50-plus yard field goal, right? Right. And that'll put you up a score. And the Rams ain't scored all fucking day. they've, They've literally not scored up to this point, they have 23 points. They have not scored a fucking single point on offense. Right, Mike? Mm-hmm. So you're bum Phillips. Yep. You got fourth and one. You can kick the field goal more than. Anything, but if you miss the field goal, they're gonna get the ball at the 40 yard line. They can hit a couple of plays on you. You kick the field goal, right? You could go for it with George Rogers and be like, hey, George, uh, You've carried it 32 times for 124 yards today. Can you get me two more yards or maybe even just a yard? And we'll wrap this thing up. But Bum is like, no, I'm going to trust my defense, who's basically pitching a shutout. I'm going to punt the ball. Uh, The problem was that uh, for the Saints, uh, Erksleben had, uh, had gotten hurt. And so Guido Merkins was out there to punt, and he punted it, and it was a touchback. So the Rams got the ball at the 20, so it ended up being like a 17-yard punt. But my question to you is, your bum Phillips in that situation, what would you have done? So you got, at that
1: point, you got George Rogers, who he ended up with 124 yards in that game, and you gave the ball to him 32 times. I probably wouldn't trot Morton out there only because you got to – even though Morton's generally automatic, only because you back that up seven yards, that's a 54-yard field goal he's trying to kick. If he misses, you're giving them a really, really good field position. Uh, I probably would just go for it. I'd take my chances going for it. I don't know if I'd punt. Now, if I got my current punter, <laughs> maybe I do punt because I feel like Morstead could put that some bitch on the three yard line with ease. Yeah. So let me say that. If I got Morstead back there, I'm going, like, who the fuck? See, Erk Slavin's hurt, so I don't know if you can punt it, man. You you gotta go. You, I think you, you gotta, gotta go for it. for it. To me,
0: to me, you that's... either
1: gotta go for it or trot Morton out there. And I'm gonna say go for it. And the reason being I, you is gotta because
0: go. Dude, dude, the thing is, you got if you're bump, you got to go for it, and you got to say George Rogers is my best player on offense. I have the ball. If I cannot get a fucking yard, so be it. I'll trot my defense back out there that's stoned them all day. I've given up 20 yards of field position, maybe. But if you got a chance to win the game, go win the game. And I just yeah. I hated that call. And the thing was, they, they punted it. It's out of the end zone, so it's 20 yard line. And here's the thing, man the Rams started out slow, they sacked fucking Vergamo on the drive, and they had a fourth. And again, it's the 80s, so you don't have the down. You don't have the little score bug with the down and the distance, and the announcers never tell you. They had a fourth, and I want to say, by my math, Mike, it was about a fourth and 24.
1: Jesus Christ. And,
0: um, and, uh, uh, they hit it, um, and it was uh, Preston Preston Denard who hit it, uh, and he caught it, and it was 26 yards. And it got him close, and then uh, Mike Lansford, you know, because the Saints were kind of shook at that point, and they drove down, and Mike Lansford, who without a doubt is the kicker on the Saints-Killers Hall of Fame team. Like, he is the kicker. There is no fucking doubt. I don't want to hear from you, millennials, telling me about this kicker or that kicker. <laughs> Mike Lansford is the fucking worst. That barefoot yeah. motherfucker.
1: Yeah, we we, we Lansford broke our heart a few times.
0: Yeah. So Lansford bangs it in from twenty from from forty two, and the Saints lose twenty six twenty four, and I mean, you just like like. I mean, Bum Phillips even said, like, it broke his heart, and he was never the same. Like, he desperately wanted to get. The Saints over the hump and be the guy that got them to the playoffs, and he had said, you know, I felt like if I could get to the Saints to 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 get to the playoffs, it wouldn't be like winning a Super Bowl, but it'd be really close. And Wade Phillips said it broke his heart, man, and he never was the same. He coached, you know, they they, he coached the Saints for two more years, but he never was the same, and it broke his heart. And I just got to wonder, man. He passed away, but I would love to have asked him, like if he goes back and plays that again like what would he do you know
1: i i would hope he goes for it ice the game right there you know just uh, because they just they man that was uh, that was a that was a tough one they i mean they came back next year and went 7 and 9 but that was you just felt something in that fucking season that they again, they needed one win, Ralph. And you we've gone it. over, we've gone over the Patriots game. Well, that was just that was a one score game. But that th- this game, game sixteen against the Rams, the Jets, the Jets. game, they gave the the Dallas game, they lose on a fucking safety. The first Rams game that they were up, they lose by three. They literally had four games. That if just one of those games would have swayed the other way, and they go nine and seven,
0: they're in the playoffs for the first yeah. time. Just and think about that. And the thing is, like the Dallas game and the Jet game were inexcusable to lose. Like you can't, you you cannot lose those games. And the shame of it was the Dallas game. You know. They played great. I mean, Dallas, Miami; those were teams that won the, the division. The really, the only teams that put it to them were Buffalo, San Francisco. Put it to them twice. One of those games was just a, tur- a turnover, uh, a fest, you know. But the rest of the time, man, the Saints—they were in these games, and, and they had thirty guys on the team that were three years or less, like. Like bomb had built it. The thing that I'll never understand is why he didn't go get a quarterback in '83, and why he felt like Archie wasn't the guy. And I'd have understood if he'd have been like in '83, he'd have been like, "Look, I drafted Marino, or I drafted even Eason or Ken O'Brien," and I'm like. Archie's old, so he's not the guy anymore. We're going, to, but you you pushed out Archie and you brought in fucking nine hundred year old Ken Stabler. Like, I,
1: you yeah, know, I, I don't that. I I remember like that, not just that, but like, and then you got you got eighty four where you got Richard Todd in there too, and, and and Dave. Well, you're right. Like, it's just like so. You went and got Stabler, and now here we are the next year. You know, when they got to the 7-9 and nine the next season it, it, with Richard Todd and freaking Dave Wilson. Yeah. Um, and Stabler, too. Stabler was on that team. But but my point is, freaking Richard Richard Todd started 14 games for the Saints the very next season. So, it's like, you're right. Why didn't they go get a quarterback? Yeah, and he
0: traded away to 85, first-round pick for Earl Campbell. Like... It just like that I mean,
1: was just dumb. Oh
0: yeah, my like God. he just burned through draft pick. Like in '83, like Bruce Clark was a was a decent player, but to me, like they needed. But the thing is, in the '80s, man, and and Mike D'Antilier talked about this when I did a, a feature on Bobby Abner, the holdout season in 1990. Like teams in the in the in the '80s, and even into the early '90s, like they just. They didn't view the quarterback as the be-all, end-all. Teams looked at it as like, I can build my team, and I can build this awesome team, and then I can plug in a quarterback who won't fuck it up, and it'll be fine. Because, you know, we talked about it in in part one, like the passing rules had just changed in the late 70s. And teams just didn't view it that way. But my God, if you just give the Bum Phillips a halfway decent quarterback... They probably are a nine, well, it, 10 win team, it, you know, and if it you- was, it was, yeah, it was different.
1: It was different at that time. You, you Like it, everybody doesn't understand I me. Mean, this era that we're in with the whole quote unquote franchise quarterback, that term wasn't thrown around like it is now back then you, you literally had teams that would, that would, like you said, they would build whole teams. And if you had a quarterback that could just maintain it and not just screw it up, then, okay, great. But th- this, we're just in a different era with the whole
0: franchise yeah. quarterback thing where now you, I mean, now you gotta have it or it's like, eh, why yeah, are you even playing football? Yeah, I mean, but, but back then, I mean, the Saints just needed a decent. And also, Bum, Bum was he, was, he was, he was, he was, he was getting past his, his philosophy on offense just, it just didn't go anymore, you know? Dude, could,
1: I will never forget. He traded for freaking, uh, uh not George Rogers, freaking Earl Campbell, and I will never forget Earl Campbell breaking out into the open and then just running out of gas at the ten yard line or wherever it was. <laughs> I, mean, just like, what Paul, the I hell, mean he was man.
0: he he was just loyal to his oiler guys. They they made a joke it was like Oilers Drive instead of airline drive and it was Oilers East. I mean and the shame of it was like bum. Wasn't bad at drafting in the in the the USFL when it folded. When he did the draft for the Saints, he picked Mel Gray, who was a fucking fantastic return guy for the Saints. He picked Vaughn Johnson. He yep. picked um, not Steve Court. There was another guy that the Saints. Uh, had at center. I'm drawing a blank. They picked him. Like, he picked three or four dudes from the USFL that were really good. Like, Bum was good at picking players. His problem was he liked to trade away high pick for washed-up dudes. Uh, and Bum also had a theory of, like, he didn't like the, the late round picks. So that was back when the draft was, like, 12, 14 rounds. So right. Bum would package, like, his 8, 9, 10, 11, 12th round pick for, like, a fifth You know, so if you look at the Saints draft, like a lot of times they don't have anybody after the eighth round because Bum would just like package the last four rounds and get one more player, and then like I'm done. I'm going to the racetrack. (laughs) He did, (laughs) which is the best. So, um, Bum Phillips, this has been awesome. I think I I, I wonder how people are going to going to view this, Mike. But it's important because it's this team is the foundation of the moral winning. so it's really interesting. Me and you have enjoyed this ninety minutes. I hope the fans do, uh, but I've enjoyed the fuck out of it. I, it, it. And sometimes, sometimes I just need to do the drunk history for me and not for the fans. This one, this one was for me. this one is for me.
1: This is like again. <laughs> I, I want to reiterate: if you are a, a, a younger fan, and when I say younger, I mean like mid nineties or even nineteen ninety, in in up to where we are now. And you just don't remember these years, man. Like when I, there are saints fans out there who live through a year like 83, where we talk about all these close losses. And that's how, like whenever it gets bad for the current saints, I'm like, well, it'll never be like that. No, maybe (laughs) one day it will be, but it's hard to replicate and duplicate what happened in 1983. But it's the thing about 1983, that was the saints back then that's how they would mess it up
0: and we were just was, used to but it the thing was Except, it felt good like you were like well they were they've never been this close before at least they're almost in yes. like you you it felt really good to be that close like for the saints to have a game where you win and you get in like because they from 67 to 83 they were a trash pile you know most teams would be like not that great of a year like Eight and eight for the Saints. It felt fucking amazing. Like we, like you know, like if they go eight and eight this year, and if they went eight and eight this year and they lost the final game not to get in the playoffs, like we'd be like, this year sucked. We thought we were going to Super Bowl. We had the team. It didn't work out. Uh, but in eighty three, man, it it, it 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 hurt because of the way they lost. But at the end, you were like, man, we're we're making strides. We're like an actual NFL team now.
1: Yeah, it was close. I mean, that's all we wanted back then. Like, seriously, we, we just wanted to be close back then, and we wanted and, and, to and not, it was. And
0: We wanted to not be an embarrassment, and that the Saints and Bum had made them not an embarrassment. So uh, thanks, Mike, for joining us. Uh, I can't thank you enough. People, Booking the Territory, it's the best wrestling podcast. It's old-school, 80s wrestling. It's fucking phenomenal. Uh, listen to it. It's awesome. It is my since i'm in houston and my commuting hell i listen to it at least once a week uh because uh my commute is terrible and i need to laugh and it does that for me booking the territory uh search it on all your social media find it it's awesome mike my friend thanks for joining us uh hopefully when people listen to this podcast in december uh the saints will be very very good
1: God, I hope so, as we, uh, <laughs> as we, as we lead into uh, week number three against Atlanta right now. <laughs> all right, drunk. All right, British lady, take us out. Thanks to all of our Saints Happy Hour listeners whose donations made Drunk Saints history possible. Until next time, remember, surviving Saints history is hard. That's why God made alcohol.